Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of October 21. In the news, the OSCE needs assessment mission expected to arrive in Armenia today. Defense Minister Surem Babikian was in India, where he met with his counterpart and took part in the DEF Expo defense exhibition. And while in Yerevan, Iran's foreign minister reiterates Tehran's stance that it will not accept any change of historical borders in the region, which he called a red line for Iran. Today, the OSCE needs assessment mission is expected to arrive in Armenia. Following the invitation by the government of Armenia, the OSCE mission is scheduled to stay in Armenia until October 27. At the time of recording this podcast, the mission has not yet arrived. According to a press release issued by the Polish chairmanship of the OSC press office, the purpose of the visit is to assess the situation in certain border areas on the basis of the OSC's mandate and expertise within its comprehensive concept of security. The technical team will visit areas along the Armenia-Azerbaijani border and hold consultations with relevant national and local stakeholders, as well as international partners on the ground. As a response to the OSC initiative, Baku's foreign ministry announced that the issue of sending an OSC needs assessment mission to Armenia was never discussed by the OSE collective decision-making bodies, adding that as a result, no decision was made on this issue. Thus, uh, and this is a direct quote, um, according to Azerbaijan, the OSE needs assessment mission in Armenia does not have an OSE mandate, cannot be associated with the OSE in any way, and none of its results or reports can be accepted as an OSCE document. The Azerbaijani foreign ministry also announced that such reckless unilateral action by the OSE chairmanship and Secretariat is against the core principles of responsible and credible mediation and confidence building, which require, among other things, the consent of the parties, the impartiality of mediators, and the consent of states which are bound by international law. Last week, we reported that the advanced group of the European Civilian Monitoring Mission arrived in Yerevan. Uh, earlier this week, the European Council decided to deploy up to 40 EU monitoring experts on the Armenian side of the Armenia-Azerbaijan border with the objective of monitoring, analyzing, and reporting on the situation in the region. The statement issued by the Council noted that the decision is aimed at facilitating the restoration of peace and security in the area, the building of confidence, and the delimitation of the international border between the two states. Uh, Joseph Borrell, the High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, said that the deployment of the EU monitoring experts along Armenia's border with Azerbaijan will aim, again, to build confidence in the unstable situation that is putting lives at risk and jeopardizes the conflict resolution process. According to Borrell, this is another proof of the EU's full commitment to contributing to the ultimate goal of achieving sustainable peace in the South Caucasus. According to the statement, in order to ensure a swift deployment of the EU monitoring capacity, it was decided that the monitoring experts will be temporarily deployed from the European Union monitoring mission in Georgia. Azadutun, citing its sources, reported that the monitoring mission will mainly be deployed in the regions of Gyarkunik and Sunik. Over the weekend, the members of the EU monitoring mission were received by Armenian state officials, including Secretary of the Security Council Armin Grigorian, Defense Minister Surem Babikian, and Foreign Minister Ararat Mirzoyan. During the meetings, the main goals and objectives of the mission, as well as technical and organizational issues, were discussed. 
The mission also visited border areas in the Gerar Kunik region, which was severely hit by Azerbaijani armed forces on September 13 and 14. Representatives of the Armenian armed forces presented the situation created as a result of the Azerbaijani encroachments on the borders of Armenia on May 12, 2021 and September 13, 2022. The delegation also met the governor of Gerar Kunik, Karen Sarkisyan, who presented the damage inflicted upon civilian settlements and infrastructure. Structure by Azerbaijani forces. Yesterday, Maria Zakharova, the foreign ministry representative of Russia, announced during a weekly briefing that a CSTO draft decision on joint measures to provide assistance to Armenia will be discussed in the near future. According to her, the heads of the CSTO member countries will also discuss the results of the CSTO mission in Armenia via a video conference. She did not provide any further details, stating that the CSTO will make an announcement regarding the discussions. Armenia's Defense Minister Suren Bapikyan was in India this week on an official visit where he met with his Indian counterpart. The Defense Ministers discussed the possibilities of expanding cooperation and a number of issues of bilateral military and military technical cooperation. Within the framework of his visit to India, Babikyan also uh, visited the DEF Expo Defense Exhibition in Gandhihinagar. The Minister of Defense um, got acquainted with the, the exhibits and talked with heads of a number of companies. Meanwhile, Indian media sources reported that Armenia is eyeing more defense deals with India, including possible procurement of drones and loitering munitions. These are the Kamikaze drones. Besides mid-range surface-to-air missile systems, last month following the Azerbaijani aggression against Armenia, Indian media sources wrote that Armenia and India have signed an arms deal worth over 200 million US dollars. And Maria, there was no comment on this from the Armenian side. They, they neither negated or confirmed the, these reports. Mm-hmm. Iran's foreign minister Hussein Abdullayan is in Armenia on an official visit. Yesterday, Armenia's foreign minister Arat Mirzoyan received him in Yerevan and today they participated in the official opening of the Iranian consulate in Gapan. This is in Armenia. Armenia's southern Sunni region. During a joint press conference after yesterday's meeting, Mirzoyan stated that regional security and stability were the key topics of discussion, adding that Armenia highly appreciates the principled and cleared position of Iran regarding the territorial integrity of Armenia, as well as the efforts of the Iranian side aimed at establishing stability and peace in the region. Mirzoyan also noted that Armenia attaches special importance to strengthening cooperation in the field of uh, road infrastructure, underscoring the importance of realizing the Persian Gulf Black the International Transport and Transit Corridor Project. Commenting on Armenia-Azerbaijan negotiations and the unblocking of regional communications, Mirzoyan noted that Armenia's main demand is that the roads remain under the sovereignty of Armenia and operate under its legislation. He noted that Azerbaijan is presenting an unyielding position in this matter, adding that third countries, sometimes even unexpected third countries, support Azerbaijan's interpretation of the road. This is the connection between Azerbaijan uh, and Nakhichevan. Mirzoyan reaffirmed Armenia's position that there is no question of opening an extraterritorial corridor through the territory of Armenia. The Iranian foreign minister reiterated Tehran's stance that it will not accept any change of historical borders in the region, which he called a red line for uh, Tehran. He also said that Azerbaijan's president has reassured his Iranian counterpart that Azerbaijan does not pursue any geographical or border changes in the region. According to the Iranian foreign minister, Tehran has issued a warning to Azerbaijan in this regard, adding that Iran has the capability to resist and hinder any such attempts. 
Iran's foreign minister also noted that his country is against the presence of foreign representatives in Armenia and Azerbaijan, adding that Iran values cooperation among regional countries such as the 3 plus 3 format. At the opening ceremony of the consulate in Gapan, Iran's foreign minister stated that Iran considers the security of Armenia and the South Caucasus its own security. He also said that Armenia's Sunik region is an important link of the North-South Transportation Corridor, adding that Armenia is an important country on that corridor and that Iran will strive to to develop the transit route. The newly appointed Iranian council in Rapan called on the residents of Sunik's capital to rest assured as they are here for the people of Armenia. It was also agreed to open an Armenian consulate in Tabriz. Also this week, Iran launched uh, large-scale war games, military drills, near its borders with Armenia and Azerbaijan. Iranian media published photographs of dozens of tanks, armored vehicles, and helicopter gunships simulating military operations. Commenting on the military exercises to Iranian TV, Foreign Minister Abdul Hayan stated that Iran will not permit the blockage of its connection with Armenia, and in order to secure that objective, Iran also launched a war game in that region. This week, Azerbaijani armed forces violated the ceasefire regime on a daily basis, despite the deployment of the European Union monitoring mission on the border. This morning, Armenia's defense ministry denied Azerbaijan's accusations that Armenian armed forces had targeted Azerbaijani military positions and a vehicle. Earlier in the week, Azerbaijan's defense ministry claimed that the Armenian side was accumulating additional forces on the border. Uh, It added that the responsibility for possible escalation in the region will be borne by the military and political leadership of Armenia. In response, Armenia's defense ministry stated that the presence of artillery near near Vartanis, this is in the Gerarkunik region near Lake Sevan, is directly related to the movement and deployment of additional forces and equipment by the Azerbaijani armed forces. According to the Defense Ministry, the measures taken by the Armenian side after the deployment of additional Azerbaijani artillery and anti-aircraft means on the border are exclusively of defensive nature. The actions of the Armenian side do not aim to strain the situation, and if the Azerbaijani side withdraws its equipment from the border near Vartanis, the Armenian side will also withdraw equipment. The Defense Ministry also stated that the Armenian side is ready to negotiate on this issue. Commenting on the constant ceasefire violations by Azerbaijan, Prime Minister Pashinyan tweeted that Azerbaijan is continuously attributing its own ceasefire violations to Armenia. Obviously, this is a creation of a pretext for a new military aggression against Armenia, he wrote. A permanent international mechanism is needed to maintain the ceasefire regime and provide border security, the tweet read. And speaking of tweets, this week, Armenia-Azerbaijani dialogue took place on Twitter. Prime Minister Pashinyan said in a tweet on October 17 that a draft decision of the Armenian government on opening three checkpoints on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border to provide connection between eastern Azerbaijan and Nakhichevan has been formally uh, circulated for several months. According to Pashinyan, the government of Armenia is waiting for a positive reaction from Azerbaijan. In response, Azerbaijan's foreign ministry tweeted that Armenia should seize fake pretexts to evade its commitments under the November 9 trilateral statement to link auto and railroads through the Zangezur corridor to suggest three unrealistic options of checkpoints for connectivity, ignoring 20-month-long discussions, is not a very good policy. As a reminder, the Armenian government published a draft bill on opening these three checkpoints on the border. Uh, Back in August, Armenia State Revenue Committee, in its turn, has put into circulation bills to create new customs 
points and establish customs control zones in the same places. The draft bill entails that the new customs checkpoints will operate under the same conditions as all other customs checkpoints in Armenia. And uh, responding to Baku's claims regarding the Zangezur corridor, Pashinyan again tweeted that the November 9 trilateral statement does not mention any corridor to be provided between Azerbaijan and Nakhijavan, adding that the only corridor mentioned in the document is the Lachin corridor linking Armenia to Artsakh. Pashinyan also tweeted that Yerevan has proposed to Baku to arrange the next border commission meeting in Brussels on October 31. At this stage, it is not known if Baku has accepted that offer. And more from Twitter, Pashinyan also announced that there are 29 missing servicemen from the September 13-14 Azerbaijani attack against Armenia. Aram Torosian, the Speaker of Armenia's Defense Ministry, told Azadutun that until now the Azerbaijani side is preventing the search operations in the occupied territories of Armenia. Torosian said that some preliminary agreements have been reached with the Azerbaijani side in this regard. Last week in Astana, Prime Minister Pashinyan had announced that Azerbaijan is hindering the retrieval of bodies, adding that agreements had been reached on the issue with Baku to retrieve the bodies in the next few days. And at the beginning of this week, Foreign Minister Art Mirzoyan sent his condolences to his Turkish counterpart, Mavlut Çavuşoğlu, in connection to the mine explosion in Turkey over the weekend. In response, Çavuşoğlu thanked Mirzoyan for his sincere message of condolences. Speaking about Turkish-Armenian relations to Turkey's radio and television uh, corporation, TRT, following the summit of the Foreign Ministers of Turkic-speaking nations, Çavuşoğlu stated that Armenia still has obligations to fulfill regarding the so-called Zankezur corridor, adding that Azerbaijan declares that Lachin and Zankezur should have the same status. Chavushoglu once again stated that if Yerevan takes positive steps in normalizing relations with Azerbaijan, Armenian-Turkish relations will also normalize. Foreign Minister Art Mirzoyan commented on Chavushoglu's statement, noting that during negotiations, Azerbaijan does not claim that the road connecting Azerbaijan to Nakhijavan through the territory of Armenia should have the same status as the Lachin corridor. According to Mirzoyan, if Chavushoglu introduces this component to the Armenian-Azerbaijani negotiations, he should also state that this is his suggestion. Mirzoyan also spoke about Armenian-Turkish relations during the press conference with his Iranian counterpart, stating that Turkey should not tie the Armenia-Turkey process with the negotiations taking place between Armenia and Azerbaijan. On the contrary, Ankara must realize that the success of the Armenian-Turkish dialogue can have a positive effect on the Armenian-Azerbaijani negotiations. He added that sometimes there are statements from the Turkish side that give reason to think that Turkey is more interested in an extraterritorial corridor than Azerbaijan. Yesterday, Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan participated in the opening of uh, yet another newly built airport, uh, this time in Kofsakan, which Azeris now call Zangelan. Uh, the area came under Azerbaijan's control after the 44-day war. This is the second airport that Azerbaijan's government has built in less than two years on the territories it claimed during the war. The first one was opened in Fizuli last year and received international status recently. This week, a U.S. congressional delegation headed by House Democracy Partnership Chairman David Price visited Armenia. During their visit, the delegation held meetings with Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan and the President of the National Assembly, Alan Simonian. U.S.-Armenian relations, democratic developments in Armenia, security and stability in the region, and the Nagorno-Karabakh issue were discussed during those meetings. The delegation also met with opposition members of parliament. 
The foreign minister of Norway also visited Yerevan this week. During a meeting with Arat Mirza and the foreign ministers of Armenia and Norway discussed the prospects for expanding the cooperation between the two countries. Regional and international developments were also discussed. Yesterday, the Office of Armenia's representative on international legal issues announced that on October 12, the ICJ, this is the International Court of Justice, delivered its decision on Armenia's request for the modification of the court's December 7, 2021 order indicating provisional measures in the case concerning the application of the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination. This is the Armenia versus Azerbaijan case at the ICJ. In its October 12 order, the court reaffirmed that the situation that existed when it issued its December 7, 2021 order is ongoing and the ethnic Armenians detained by Azerbaijan remain at serious risk of irreparable prejudice. It accordingly confirmed that its December 7, 2021 order obliges Azerbaijan to protect any person who has been or may come to be detained during any hostilities that constitute a renewed flare-up of the 2020 conflict. As such, Azerbaijan is required to protect all Armenians captured during Azerbaijan's September attack on sovereign Armenian territory, as well as in any related conflict moving forward. The Office of Armenia's representative uh, stated that Armenia calls on Azerbaijan to strictly abide by and effectively implement the court's orders, including with respect to the 29 Armenians who remain missing as a result of Azerbaijan's September 2022 attack. Armenia further notes that Azerbaijan will be held accountable for all atrocities committed against Armenian prisoners of war and other detainees consistent with the two orders of the ICJ. This week, the Human Rights Watch condemned the execution of Armenian POWs by Azerbaijani armed forces, a video of which was circulated on Azerbaijani social networks earlier this month. The Human Rights Watch called the apparent execution of Armenian POWs by Azerbaijani forces a war crime for which there needs to be accountability. The Human Rights Watchdog also called on Azerbaijani authorities to ensure that the investigation opened by the prosecutor's office is effective and leads to accountability for the soldiers and commanders responsible. Hugh Williamson, Europe and Central Asia Director at Human Rights Watch, said that killing soldiers who have surrendered is a heinous war crime. These soldiers had been captured and laid down their arms. Their captors had an obligation to treat them humanely, and instead it appears that Azerbaijani forces shot them in cold blood. Now they need to be held accountable, Williamson said. Also this week, uh, 47 members of the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe signed a written declaration condemning willful killings, torture, and inhuman treatment of prisoners of war and captured Armenians by Azerbaijani armed forces. The European lawmakers called on Azerbaijan to refrain from any future acts of aggression against the territorial integrity of Armenia and engage peacefully in the negotiation process. They also demanded the immediate and unconditional withdrawal of Azerbaijani armed forces from the sovereign territory of Armenia and urgent repatriation of all prisoners of war and other captives. And Andrei Kovachev, the European Parliament Standing Rapporteur, met Parliament Speaker Alan Simonian today in Yerevan. During the meeting, Kovachev and Simonian discussed Azerbaijan's consistent anti-Armenian rhetoric the destruction of Armenian cultural and religious heritage and the repatriation of prisoners of war and civilians. Commenting on Azerbaijan's aggression against Armenia on September 13 and 14, the EU parliamentarian noted that this is not the case when both sides should equally be called to stop the aggression. Uh, he said something like, the attack has been from Azerbaijan naturally. They have not invaded the territory of Armenia from Mars. Interesting. 
Okay, well, Armenia is considered free in the Freedom House 2022 Freedom on the Net report. It scored 74 points out of a total of 100, where 0 is least free and 100 is most free. Neighboring Georgia scored 78 points, while Azerbaijan scored 38, Turkey 32, and Russia 23. All three of these countries are considered to be not free. The EU will allocate a grant of 23 million euros to Armenia for inclusive socioeconomic recovery and development. The EU will allocate another 10 million euros for the establishment of the Ministry of Internal Affairs and for reforming the police. Also, a 300,000 euro emergency aid package will be given to Armenia for the people affected by the Azerbaijani attack uh, of September. EU humanitarian partner organizations in Armenia will deliver uh, items uh, to do with hygiene, shelter repair kits, uh, and cash support to help people cover their essential needs. For example, food, heating costs, or rent. Over 7,000 people were displaced from the border regions as a result of that attack. And yesterday, Russian-Armenian businessman and philanthropist Ruben Vartanian accepted Artsakh's president Arey Karatunyan's offer to assume the position of state minister in Artsakh. This is the equivalent of prime minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vartanian's term will officially start in the beginning of November. I will set out our strategic goals and priority tests that we need to solve, as well as announce the first steps that we will take, Vartanian said in a tweet. Yesterday, President Harutunyan told Artsakh's public TV that international mediators of the Armenian-Azerbaijani negotiations are not offering beneficial solutions for Artsakh without offering any further details. Harutunyan added that despite this, Artsakh will preserve its de facto independence and will not retreat from realizing its right to self-determination. Commenting on the Stepanakert-Baku dialogue, Harutunyan stated that after the 2020 Artsakh war, there have been contacts with the Azerbaijani side, especially in retrieving the bodies of soldiers. He also said that Artsakh is ready to directly engage with Azerbaijan to solve political issues if it can ensure its de facto independence. Harutunyan also stated that international mediation is important to facilitate negotiations between Artsakh and Azerbaijan. Uh, However, he added, I must add that I doubt the future of Artsakh without Russia's guarantees. This week, Armenia's National Security Service announced the discovery of an espionage case by an Armenian contract serviceman. The Armenian serviceman was recruited by foreign intelligence services through a Russian social network, Adnaklasniki. I didn't know it still existed. This was the... Russian Facebook at the time, uh, and passed on information about his military unit. He passed information to foreign agents from November 2021 until May 2022, receiving 370 U.S. dollars for his services. On October 19, Judge Arusyak Alexanian was detained in Yerevan on charges of issuing an unjust court order and abuse of power. She was the judge who had ordered to detain producer Armin Grigorian, who died in court this past summer. Alexanian is refuting the charges. Her assistant has also was also detained today. And uh, a lawyer was also detained this week on corruption charges. And that's the kind of week that we've had here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a safe and peaceful weekend, and we'll be back again next week.